Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. Coming up, you will be hearing material from the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. But first, I'd like to revisit a conversation from several weeks ago on the Meeting House program with William Blocker, who is heard on the radio feature Word to the Wise on Faith Radio. He leads the College of Biblical Studies in Houston and spoke in the Faith Radio broadcast area at the 35th anniversary of Dothan Community Church in Dothan, Alabama, not too long ago. You will be hearing some of his comments regarding the importance of biblical education ahead. Then there are some comments from noted researcher George Barna of the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University and Family Research Council's Center for Biblical Worldview. He underscores the importance of children being taught to have a biblical worldview and provides direction for parents. And coming up on this edition of The Intersection, from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, Noted Bible teacher Kathy Howard offers some insight from the book of Romans and comments on how Christians can be rooted in the Word of God. Finally, from the CPE show, Daniel Hancock is involved in the creation of graphic novels which use illustrations along with text in what you might call a comic book style to communicate truth in accordance with the scriptures. You'll be hearing more about this concept from him ahead. This is the intersection of production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. President of the College of Biblical Studies and voice on the radio feature, Word to the Wise, heard on Faith Radio, William Blocker, in advance of his speaking at the 35th anniversary of Dothan Community Church in July of 2023, previewed his appearance and gave an overview of the work of the college and the importance of biblical education. Here now from that conversation is William Blocker. My mind quickly goes to Ezra 17. And the scripture is right before that says that the good hand of the Lord was upon Ezra. And Ezra, he did three things. He's purposed in his mind to do what? Study the word of God, to apply it to his life, and to communicate it to others. I really call it the Latin principle, learn, apply, and then promote. And why is that so important to believers? Uh, we have to understand that Christ is our all in all, and he's our all in all. We have to know our relationship. It's not. This is not transactional. This is about a relationship. The more we study about who Christ is, we more we understand more about who we are, why we need to apply it to our lives, and then communicate it to the world. The scriptures talk about we're salt and light. What we do at the College of Biblical Studies, we cover all 66 books. Most people don't know or don't really realize that there is a method to studying scriptures. If you think about any other occupation, you don't just go into an, a, a doctor's office and grab a scalpel <laughs> or, or a surgical tool and say, hey, let me operate on you. You have to be taught the word of God. And what we do is we take all those 66 books and we have you take a deep dive into the word of God, not just become head knowledge, but to teach you how to live life, as Second Peter 1.3 says, to understand that God has given us all things that pertain to life and that abundantly. So as we teach the Word of God, people come in with this metamorphosis-type process where they come in as a caterpillar and they leave as a butterfly. Mm. 
And if you would, please just give us an overview about the the type of, of courses and some of the different dynamics of the College of Biblical Studies. You're an accredited college. You offer a variety of degree programs. So if you would, just give us, a, as you might say, a 30,000 feet view of what goes on there. All right. Our, we couch everything on the on the aspects of leadership. We believe that God has created us to be leaders. So we have, first of all, the the foundational courses which program uh, a, a degree in biblical studies, and those are people who really want to know the Word of God, dig deep, and rely on teaching others. Then we have organizational leadership for those individuals who are going to go out in the workplace and lead organizations, lead para ministries, lead church ministries. We have that um, specific program, and, and then, as you know, the world would which we live in today, with all of the uh, mayhem that's happening in the world, we have a degree program specifically dealing with counseling. And that has been Mm -hmm. one of our hot topics because people need to understand that everything you need is found in the scriptures. And having training and counseling, you can help people understand not only how to solve their problems, but where to point them to, and that's the problem solver, which is Christ himself. And as I mentioned earlier, you have the physical campuses, plus you have online classes, and there's something that you feature that's called High Flex, H-Y-Flex, F-L-E-X, High Flex Technology. That's That sounds pretty high tech there, Dr. Blocker. So what does that mean? It, what does that look like? It, it is. It, it is high <laughs> flex. Simply put, Bob, what we try to do, we want to make not only education affordable, we want to make it um, accessible. And what we did in COVID has taught us this, that sometimes people can't, they're working, they're going to, they're, they're going to church. We want to bring education to them. And so what we established was this high flex where you can study from home if you choose to, and, or you can come on campus if you choose to. And so if there's a local campus near you, you can go and attend the classroom, but say something happens in your life and you can't come the next week. Well, you can hop online Mm. and you'll see the exact same class that you were sitting in uh, when you were coming to class and you don't miss a beat. So you choose, have it your way, either online in the classroom and you can alternate between one every single course. So that's up to you. So we wanna make it accessible for people so there's no excuse for you getting access to the word of God. William Blocker from a recent Meeting House Conversation here on The Intersection. You can learn more about the College of Biblical Studies by going to cbshouston.edu. The Dothan Community Church website is dothancommunitychurch.org. Next up on this edition of The Intersection Podcast, it's George Barna, Director of Research at the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University and Senior Research Fellow for the Family Research Council's Center for Biblical Worldview. In our conversation, he talked about research that he has compiled about the biblical worldview of parents and how parents can train children in a biblical worldview, a concept he addresses in the book entitled Raising Spiritual Champions, Nurturing Your Child's Heart, Mind, and Soul. Here now from that conversation is George Barna. You can't give what you don't have. Yeah. You've at least got to either personally make a concerted effort to start figuring out what that looks like. I'll talk about that in a moment. Or you've got to surround your child with people who do have a biblical worldview, individuals who are genuine disciples of Jesus Christ and are willing to disciple your child. And that means an investment of time and energy 
an investment of spiritual truth in that child, holding them accountable, you know, doing a lot of things that are critical. If you as the parent say, well, no, I, I take that spiritual responsibility seriously. I know the Bible does say that one of the things that God's going to hold me accountable for as a parent is what I did to raise my child to be a disciple of Jesus. And so what do I do? Where do I start? Same place that I would suggest that your children start. As I was doing all the research on worldview, we encountered something called the seven cornerstones of a biblical worldview. And so those are seven very basic beliefs that actually form a very solid foundation on which you can build a full biblical worldview. The seven cornerstones do not comprise the entirety of a biblical worldview, but it's a great starting place, a great foundation. And they're very simple things, such as understanding that not only does God exist, but knowing his nature and his character, recognizing that he's the creator of the world, he still rules it today, he knows everything, he has all power, his will is going to be done. Uh, you know. Secondly, recognizing that when we were born, we were born as sinners, and that that has dramatic long-term consequences and implications. And thirdly, knowing that the only way we can overcome that sin nature is by acknowledging that we're sinners, confessing our sin, asking Jesus Christ to be our Savior. There is no other way to get clean of our sin. There's no other way to get on God's side in, in this life. Uh, fourthly, to recognize that uh, the Bible is God's word to us. It is truth. It conveys how we're called to live. It's relevant. It's reliable. It's always available. And then related to that, understanding fifthly, that there is absolute moral truth, and it's conveyed to us in God's word, in the Bible. And so recognizing that truth is not something that I decide based on my feelings, based on my circumstances, based on what my friends think, based on what CNN claims. No, it's based on what God tells us. And then sixthly, realizing that one of the absolute moral truths is that not only did God give me life, but he gave it to me for a purpose. And that purpose is that I would devote my life to knowing, loving, and serving God with all my heart, mind, strength, and soul. And finally, seventh, recognizing that therefore success in life is not about how much money I earn, what position I rise to, what kind of possessions I have, what, you know, my educational pedigree, my reputation. No, the only way you determine success in life is whether or not you've been consistently obedient to God's word. And so when you put those seven things together, if you own those seven beliefs and you practice them consistently, you have an 83% probability of being able to then go on and develop a full biblical worldview. If you do not buy into all seven of those things, all seven of them, not just the ones you like, but all seven, if you don't inhabit those, if you don't own those, you've only got a 2% probability of developing a biblical worldview. So if you want to help your child develop a biblical worldview, yes, you've got to help them own the seven cornerstones first and foremost. And if you want to be a model of that, that's a great way of encouraging your child to understand them, to see what it looks like, and to want to make that part of their life. 
George Barna here on The Intersection. You can learn more online at culturalresearchcenter.com. The Family Research Council website is frc.org. This is The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. Through that programming menu, you'll find a link to The Meeting House program and a link to The Media Center. That's also found through The Meeting House homepage. That's the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection podcast and the Meeting House program. Also through the Meeting House homepage at meetinghouseonline.info, you can find a link to the Intersection podcast to the Media Center. You can also find a link to its Apple podcast feed. Plus, you can find a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel, the place you can go to watch video of Meeting House guests, including recently added content from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky. Also through the Meeting House homepage, you can connect to two blogs. One is The Three, with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. You can also follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations can also be found through the Faith Radio app at a variety of podcast platforms. Search for Faith Radio Podcast when you visit Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Pandora, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Well, I had the opportunity at the Christian Product Expo Summer 2023 show in Lexington, Kentucky, to talk with Bible teacher Kathy Howard, who offered some insight from the Book of Romans and commented on how Christians can be rooted in the Word of God. Her latest book in the Deep Rooted series is entitled Deep Rooted, Growing Through the Book of Romans. Our conversation was centered on that book. Here now from that conversation is Kathy Howard. I was a little bit nervous and I had to really depend on God and he was so faithful. But Romans is saturated with the gospel. And I think the biggest thing that that I got out of the study of Romans and that I want other people to get out of it is that the gospel is not just for us in that moment of salvation that the gospel is for the whole of our lives the rest of our lives it's how we should remember to interact with God how we should interact with others it is it is of course the basis for our salvation and eternity and we see that thread running all throughout the book of Romans Mm. and so as you began to dig in and as you mentioned, the gospel, that's, you know, we, we accept Christ and then we are called to, to live and to grow and to be his disciples. Right. And that whole having that appreciation of what Christ has done for us through salvation. Romans really is one of those books that that teaches us more fully mm-hmm. about what Christ has done, what that means. So, right. so tell me about what you see as maybe a couple of the main themes. Right. So some of the, there. the main themes in Romans is, you know, the gospel, yes, impacts us for our salvation, but it's also how it's our guide for interacting with the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's our guide for 
interacting with the world. One of the main themes in the book of Romans is Romans. Uh, Paul was trying to bring unity between some divisions in, in the church, between the, the Gentile Christians and the Roman Christians. There were some issues going on there that he was trying to bring together based on, on the gospel. So that's one of the big themes in Romans. And there are some historical aspects that you actually bring into the study as right. well, which can be helpful in interpreting the book of Romans. Well, so right. Which, about that if when you I teach scripture, I always tell people, we, we got to know what the, the cultural and historical background is. And one of the big things is we learned Paul had never been to Rome. But when hmm. he wrote this letter, he had not yet been to Rome. He wanted to go to Rome and he was um, seeking the the help of the church in Rome, he, he really desired to go on to Spain and take the gospel where it had never been heard before, and he wanted to use the church in Rome as a ministry base for that. So I, I found that fascinating, and in the latter part of the, the book, we see where he really talks about, when I come to Rome, I, I, I want your help. I want your help to, to go on from there. Mm. And he really was trying to bring a sense, as I understand it, and you bring this out in the, the Bible study, he really was attempting to bring unity between the Jews and the Gentiles. Right. Um, because there were many of the Jewish Christians were still holding to uh -huh. much of the Jewish dietary laws and holy days and that kind of thing. And the Gentiles better understood the freedom that they had in Christ to not be bound by some of those restrictions of, of the law, those legalistic points of the law, but they were condemning one another. And, and so this is, um, your listeners are probably familiar with Paul talking about if, if it harms my brother to eat meat, even though I have the freedom to do it, then I shouldn't eat meat. So this is something I, I encourage uh, Bible students all the time. We may not have we may not have the same set of circumstances. We may not be dealing with the legalism of the Jewish law in our churches, but we take that principle of setting down our rights for the benefit of someone else. That's the principle there that we apply to our own lives. From Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2023 Christian Product Expo in Lexington, Kentucky, that was Kathy Howard. Here on the Intersection Podcast, you can find out more by going to Kathy with a K, kathyhoward.org. Well, finally, on this edition of the Intersection Podcast from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Summer 2023 CPE Show in Lexington, graphic novel creator and writer Daniel Hancock discussed the Christian graphic novel series for which he has served as writer called Dominion, Fall of the House of Saul. Here now from that conversation is Daniel Hancock. The Dominion story uh, was really conceptualized by Dr. Baron Bell, who is the professor of art and design at Liberty University. Uh, he teaches the only comic book course, uh, you know, master's level course in comic book creation, I believe. And that's, you know, so he's a, a amazing artist and designer. And so he conceptualized this world of, you know, sci-fi ships and mechs and, and weapons and, uh, and anthropomorphic characters. So we don't have, you know, human characters in this. There's lions and crows and lizards and all of these are the, you know, populating the world of Dominion. So instead of seeing, you know, direct biblical adaptation in swords and sandals and such, 
in this version, you're in space, you've got you know, science fiction battles going on, energy weapons and, and uh, gigantic mechs instead of Goliath showing up. It's going to be, it's going to be quite, uh, quite interesting to see what all we can do in this world, uh, but it's definitely visually beautiful and very engaging. Um, you know, so while we're still touching on those biblical aspects, you know, we've mm. got the same, it's the same name. So like King Saul is a lion, you know, High Priest Samuel is a crow. Um, and then, of course, you know, it's planet Bethlehem. And, and uh, you know, the, instead of flocks of sheep, it's rumbling vessels of, you know, in space that are being captured by, by King Saul. And so it's all very imaginative, very exciting. Uh, they're calling it Star Wars meets Narnia. And so that, uh, I think, is a good way to put it, especially because Narnia being more of an allegorical th- uh, approach to the storytelling, you know, with parallels to not only biblical texts, but also kind of the Christian journey. Um, and that's kind of what we're doing with this as well. Well, there's tiebacks to the, the book of 1 Samuel and the story plot points David and Goliath are coming in the story right now, you know. And so those are there, but we also bring in the Psalms and the Proverbs and kind of biblical truths and lessons uh, throughout the story as well. All right. So as the writer, yeah. big question here, Daniel, you have the challenge, the responsibility to, of course, take the story remain true to the biblical aspects of this story, right. the, the biblical narrative, yet set it in, well, essentially another world. Right. So how is it that you really move in, a, in an innovative way while still remaining true to the biblical narrative? Well, you know, we want to make sure that the spirit of the characters is always true to the biblical story. Yeah. You know, well, we take a lot of license, and I think removing it from the biblical, um, the biblical setting and putting it in space gives us some more wiggle room to be able to do mm. that. You know, we can be creative and really, um, you know, kind of flesh out some of these stories without really edging into the challenging parts of trying to do that with a direct adaptation. Um, you know, so we've got plenty of room to be able to be creative. But how I like to approach this is that these, these characters are true to how they would behave. And we really allow the parts of the Bible that do speak to their character and to their, um, to their choices um, to dictate what it is that we're going to include in our expanded and expounded upon version of the story. So we're taking our time developing, for instance, the, the family of Saul, you know, King Saul, Prince Jonathan, Queen Ahinoam, and Princess Michal, all of those characters are in this story. But in our version, of course, we've got more elements, more aspects to their characters that emerge uh, than you would in the few verses that, that touch on most of those characters in the, in the biblical text. So we have to expand it some to be able to develop them as characters. But basically the goal is to always remain very true to what they chose to do in the biblical text and how they behaved so that as you read it, you know, it's consistent. You know, you could pick up the Bible and read alongside of this and be like, I see, I can see how this would be the, uh, the expanded story of these yeah. characters. Yeah. Daniel Hancock here on The Intersection. You can find out more by going to the website Terminus, that's T-E-R-M-I-N-U-S media.com. Well, we are nearing the conclusion of this week's edition of The Intersection, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more by going to meetinghouseonline.info or connecting to The Meeting House homepage through the programming menu at faithradio.org. Through The Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests 
featured on the Intersection podcast and the Meeting House radio program. You can find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. Plus, you can watch video of Meeting House guests on the Faith Radio YouTube channel. There is a link from the Meeting House homepage. You can also access two blogs. One is The Three, with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room, with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can reach The Meeting House homepage through the programming menu at faithradio.org. Thank you for joining me for this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.